the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your time to shine. You were born for such a time and Such a time. Oh, let me put on Air One and listen. We need to change it to 91.9, but that's okay. It's a joke. I always, when I hop in my wife's van, I'm like, why are you listening to Air One? You know we have radio station. But the response is often worship when you understand the glory of God, the magnitude of God, the awesomeness of God. It, it compels the heart to worship. That word worthy, it is, he is worthy of our worship, of our adoration, of our time, of our affections, of, of, and how we worship God. It's not just here on Sunday, but it's also throughout our life. Did you know that your lifestyle is a form of worship? Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of this timely message from Pastor Shane titled, Nothing is Impossible for God. The late Leonard Ravenhill once said, Prayer is not an argument with God to persuade Him to move things our way, but an exercise by which we are enabled by His Spirit to move ourselves His way. Today, Pastor Shane shatters all doubt, pointing out the true power found in the living pages of Scripture. Listen now and be transformed today by this powerful, life-changing message of hope through Jesus. The only way, the only truth, and the only life. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. The title this morning is, Nothing is Impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Boy, that could, that could preach a sermon on its own, not even Christmas related, right? Number one, foretold. Christ was foretold. We, we know, or we, we don't know, but they knew he was coming. There was pro- prophets and prophecy saying that he was coming. And then he came. He was here on earth. And that's why we celebrate this time of year. And then what happened after that? The ascension. He ascended. And at some point, though, he is returning. And those are really, I think, not just, it's not just about his birth, although that's important. It's about why he came, the prophetic words, why he's here, he ascended and coming back. So let's talk about each of these uh, briefly. And when I say briefly, it's not going to be too brief, right? You know me. I could talk for a couple hours on, on the Bible. It's so interesting. But he was, it, it was foretold, foretold that Jesus was coming. It's a lot of people don't realize that. But Isaiah 7.14, Isaiah 14, and 
it's ironic. I wasn't even thinking about this, but just a couple days ago, I read a little bit more about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Have you heard about that that finding? They, they say it was one of the most historic, historically relevant, relevant, relevant. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Tongue tied this morning. Relevant findings, uh, biblically speaking, where they actually found in the caves. I think 1940s or so. Uh, a shepherd boy threw a little pebble down it. It hit this clay vase and they opened it and there was these, the, these scrolls that were actually dated, some of them before Jesus. Before Jesus. Well, okay, what's the significance? Well, it had the same book of Isaiah that we read today. And now, obviously, different language. They, they, they wrote in Aramaic and in Hebrew, and, and then, of course, they translate into Greek, and that's where you get like Septuagint and words like that. And, and um, it, it's just, it was an incredible discovery. And they would read in Isaiah, they would write in Isaiah about Jesus coming. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we will call him Emmanuel. And then in 9.6, for us... And to us, a child is born. This is a favorite verse at Christmas time. A child is born, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. Not just our government, all government, the ruling authorities of the world will be upon his shoulder. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Those are the names given him. And then Micah, but you, Bethlehem, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. So you have all these different prophetic promises. And I, I could have stayed here for the whole service. On, I mean, we get into no, no, no bones will be broken in the Psalms and, and no bones will be broken. He'll be, he'll be buried among the, 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 the type of tomb, among the thieves and all these things that, that happen. It's amazing how many prophecies actually were fulfilled. And then Zechariah, rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion, shout. See your king comes to you righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And we say, okay, what's the big deal? But if you fast forward, Zechariah wrote this, who knows, five, six hundred years, seven hundred years, don't quote me exactly, before Jesus. And now Jesus, you ever hear of Palm Sunday? He takes this, this donkey and he starts riding through the streets and even the children are crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna. And the Pharisees want to stop them because they know Scripture. They know Scripture. That He's actually going to come that way. And so, again, many scriptures, if you ever want to take time and just put it online, how many scriptures talk about Jesus' coming? It's amazing to see all of them. And then now, of course, why we're here, and I'm going to read some scripture at length just so you can see the magnitude of why we're here. The next phase of Christmas is He came. He came. That's why we're here. The heavens cannot contain Him, yet He was born in a womb. And, of course, we look to Luke Luke chapter 1. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph out of the house of David. And there's so much. I mean, I, I like to stop almost on every sentence because it's just God's sovereignty and nothing is impossible. He took, he took Joseph from the line of David 
And he took Mary from another lineage of, 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 of what was important, the messianic reign, and he brought them together to bring forth Jesus. You can read about the, the, the lineage in Matthew, and, and it's just amazing what God did. And to a virgin, which would be absolutely impossible. And of course, that's why they didn't believe him. Even the Pharisees said, you are, you were born from fornication and you're going to lecture us. And that is still thought of today. Even today, they think he, they, they stole his body. Cause you can't get away from the fact that Jesus existed. I mean, there's just no way. Historians. Uh, even Jewish historians, Roman historians, people who were Christians. And in the Dead Sea Scrolls, they found a book uh, that, that we, it's not canonical. It's not something we use, but it talks about even Jesus and, 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 and prophesying of things. It's, it's just amazing. But they hated him. You were born of fornication. And I often wondered, didn't they read the Bible? Couldn't they see all of this, this happening? But spiritual, spiritual blindness has set in. And that's what's happening in many, the case of, of many people in our nation today. Spiritual blindness has set, set in. And Jesus, you know, well, he existed, but they stole the body. And of course, I'm not going to teach about that maybe at Easter or Resurrection Sunday, but we know that that is impossible because all of the people who supposedly died, I'm, I'm sorry, stole his body, died and were martyred and killed brutally. Because they saw him, he rose again. And that's why even if you listen to, have you heard uh, Dennis Prager or Ben Shapiro? That's their argument. Well, he, he was a figure, but he wasn't who he said he was. And that's dangerous. That's damning. And we need to say, speak the truth in love. And it does, it does unsettle me many times if I mention things like that and people say, well, but you know, but they're good guys are teaching this great stuff and you shouldn't say anything. Well, they're, they're on their way to a, not a good place. Silence speaks volumes. You can't be vague. The problem is many people are vague. And as a result, we don't know what is happening. And so the angel came to her. He said, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And again, she's highly favored. Mary is, but she's not a co-redeemer. You don't pray to Mary to get to Jesus. And then Luke continues in verse 29, but when he saw him, I'm sorry, when she saw him, the angel, she was troubled, <laughs> I bet. And she said, how are, how are you greeting me? I'm not, I'm not familiar with this type of greeting. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and they will be, they will call him the son of the highest and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. And that's why we see, and that's why a lot of people, when they talk about the millennial reign or Jesus coming again, because a lot of these promises haven't been fulfilled yet where he comes back and he rules on that throne. And then Mary said, well, how can this be? Since I do not know, and I did not know a man. I won't get too graphic, but you guys can fill in the blanks. She's going to become pregnant, and she's not yet married. And they did nothing that would have sparked this. So the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. 
Think about that for a minute. Did you know, not in the same way, of course, and the Bible, I won't, I don't have time, but I'd love to, and I have many times. The Bible actually says that the Holy Spirit can come upon a believer. Did you know that? You can have the Holy Spirit inside of you as a believer. That's what the Bible says. But you can quench and grieve the Spirit to where there's no activity. There's no fire. There's no zeal. Church is boring. It's irrelevant. Anybody ever relate? It's a struggle. All of us face. You think I walk around on clouds all the time? Life is challenging. Life is hell. Life is difficult. But in the book of Acts or in other times, and they were ministering, the disciples were ministering at, at a home in the book of Acts or in the upper room in the book of Acts. Or, and it says, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. Jesus even said the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be witnesses. It's interesting. He said, don't, don't go out and do anything just yet. Wait in an upper room for 40 days and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. That word, it's a preposition, E-P-I, epi. It's an overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit in a person's life. And that, I will submit to you, is what most Christians are lacking. Because we quench and grieve the Spirit. Shane, I don't want to hear about all this. I just came to hear about a baby born in a manger. Well, too bad. I got you. I got you here, and now you got to listen, right? So the Holy Spirit's going to come upon her and overshadow her, and that one born will be called the Son of God. And Luke one thirty six. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived. So now her relative is conceived. John the Baptist is going to be the forerunner of Christ. And she's in her old age. Again, with God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. And now in the sixth month, she was called barren, but now she is bringing forth her son. For with God, nothing... So think about it. He brought John the Baptist from an old womb that was no longer active. And then he brought Jesus in to Mary, and and that's why the Scripture says nothing is impossible with God. And maybe some of you need to hear that this morning. Nothing is impossible with God. And then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according to your word, and the angel departed from her. There's so much there. If we would just submit to what God wants to do, we would avoid a lot of problems. Can you imagine her just arguing and saying, no, 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 I'm not ready. I'm only 16. We got to get our finances in order first. We're not, you know, and, and, and no, Lord. So when God wants us to do something, it's vitally important that we do it. And then Luke 2, Christ is born. Christ is born. Luke 2, it says that they went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea. Uh, and if I had a map, I could show you, but they're up really high in the area of Israel, and they're coming down the nation of Israel. Jezreel Valley was there. They had to cross through that with Jezebel, and where all that took place hundreds of years ago, and, and keep going down, 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 down to this point where God called them to go. Rejoice. The baby is about ready to be born. And she brought forth her firstborn son. She brought forth her firstborn son. Why this is so important is because 
It goes against the doctrine of perpetual virginity. Do you know there's a doctrine out there that says Mary was always a virgin because they want to make her godlike? The Immaculate Conception, perpetual virginity, it's not in the Bible. It's not true. Councils have decreed those things. It's her firstborn of many. The Bible will teach you a great deal if you listen. And she wrapped him in the swaddling clothes, and they laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Boy, that would preach a sermon. There was no room for Jesus. Same thing happens today, correct? No, I don't have time for that. No, that's for women. That's for weak people. Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said, Do not be afraid. Do you know the Bible says that 365 times? Do not be afraid. 365 times. One for every... All right, you guys are with me. You got to wake up. I'm going to make you do jumping jacks and have everyone have an espresso. Do not be afraid. I bring you great tidings of great joy for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. It's interesting. They would always often say Christ the Lord. Christ, Christos, the, the Messiah who have been waiting for, but not just that, the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a, you know, there was a big debate in the 80s and 90s about Lord's, Lordship salvation. I'm not going to get into all that, but an A.W. Tozer said, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. And so, again, I don't want to get into that. And I, I see, you know, kind of, what people are trying to say, but the bottom line is He is the Lord Jesus Christ. There's not wiggle room. You don't say, okay, save me, and then I'm not going to submit under your Lordship. It's, it's all in the same. If a person doesn't submit to the Lordship, you have to wonder, is He their Savior? They go together. There's no, there's no way around that. And I want to challenge maybe some of you this morning, if you've never been baptized, or you're baptized as an infant, or as a kid and it didn't mean anything, do that today. Do that today. What a wonderful holiday to do that on. We've got the water. We've got clothes you can change into. And you can leave here making that commitment. After the angel told them this, suddenly, suddenly, there was with this angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. And what were they praising God and saying? Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. They were worshiping. You, you'll see that throughout Scripture. There was always worship. Because when something dramatic and impactful takes place, most people just didn't stand around. <sighs> boy, oh boy. What did they do? There was, there, it's, isn't it, is it? You guys, some of you know it. That's a, that's a, there's no other response sometimes. Like there's no other response but to worship. You don't feel like, well, let me go home and read my Bible. That's good, but you don't feel like doing that. Oh, let me put on Air One and listen. Well, you need to change it to 91.9, but that's okay. It's a joke. I always, when I hop in my wife's van, I'm like, why are you listening to Air One? You know we have a radio station. But sometimes we want more worship. You know, I understand that. That was a rabbit trail. 
But the response is often worship when you understand the glory of God, the magnitude of God, the awesomeness of God. It, it compels the heart to worship. That word worthy, it is, He is worthy of our worship, of our adoration, of our time, of our affections, of, of, and how we worship God. It's not just here on Sunday, but it's also throughout our life. Did you know that your lifestyle is a form of worship? It's, I would, I would submit to you, I don't want to, you know, tick anyone off, but I, I would submit to you that it's more important than coming here on Sunday morning and singing some songs. Because who we are on Sunday is who we are Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. It's the outflow of what's already going on inside of us. And so as we're living our life and, and obeying God's Word and, and, and falling forward and, and worshiping, and then Sunday is just an expression of what's already been going on. We can't live like hell on Monday and come and expect God to really worship God on Sunday. That's what they call going through the motions. That's what they call half-hearted in the Bible. That's what they call carnal. It's, 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 it's going through the motions. Like Jesus rebuked the Pharisees, He said, you draw nigh unto Me, King James. NIV would say, you draw close to Me with your lips, but your hearts are far from Me. Always an issue of the heart. And so the angels were singing, and, and the angels had gone away, and they went up to heaven, and the shepherds said, now let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing ha- that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. They hurried up. See, when they, when they want to meet Jesus, they, they, they hurried up. He became the priority. And that's why I try to tell people, is He your priority? Is, is Christ your priority? And they found him lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they made him widely, they made it widely known, saying, This child has been born. And all those who heard it, they marveled. But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. So I often reference this and say, It's okay not to tell people everything. You ever get in trouble by telling people too much? Or just me? Now, I know why pastors are kind of quiet because you just can get a lot of trouble. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. And I don't know, that always just kind of sticks out. The Mary just, just, she didn't go around telling everybody, guess what? I have the Messiah. Look at it. Because not everyone would be supportive. I'm pretty sure not everyone would believe her. And so he was foretold, then he came, and then he ascended. He ascended, Acts 1, 9 through 11, approximately 33 years later. It says, now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, here's the key. Don't miss this. What's going to happen? This is what, this is the next thing. He will come in like manner. So the way he went up, 
with authority, with power, in that same manner, He is going to come back. That's what we're waiting on. He was taken up and He will come back. And that's why I asked the question, are you ready for His descent? Are you truly ready for His descent? He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn You He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn You born for such a time as this. Such a time. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.